Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. We start tonight with some breaking news. I had several of you reach out to me about a positive COVID-19 at the Doosan Bobcant plant in Gwinner. So the union leader sent me a Facebook message. I want to share with you what he told me. He says, hey, the union is asking for a complete shutdown, deep clean, and an investigation. You may remember they were actually shut down for two weeks just prior and then they just reopened after this two-week shutdown just this past Monday. So just five days ago, they reopened after a two-week shutdown. And I want to share this with you because it's literally hit my email at about 627. But I did get an email from Bobcat as well. They say, hey, an employee at the Gwinter Production Facility self-disclosed a presumptive test, meaning they have not heard back yet from the North Dakota Department of Health as a positive uh, COVID-19. So there's still a little bit of discrepancy there, although the union leader did say, yes, Chris, it does look like it's going to be a positive. Um, and what is happening right now is out of abundance of caution. Today's second and third shift at the Gwinter facility were asked not to report back for work. They've activated a response plan, which includes a thorough cleaning, sanitizing um, of the work area, and they're going to follow and exceed CDC guidelines. So again, breaking news, a presumptive positive COVID-19 at the Gwinter Doosan Bobcant plant. And I only bring this up and want to start with that because a lot of you have been reaching out to me going, hey, Chris, you know, we're, we're, we're worried, we're concerned about what's happening down at this plant. We're hoping they're going to shut it down. They did. They reopened it. So we'll continue to get you more and more information as we get it. For those of you that reached out to me to break the story, thank you so much for your insight. We really, really appreciate it. All right, now I want to start with a question for you tonight. For those of you out there, especially in Minnesota, that watch our show regularly, thank you. But have you ever heard of COVID-19 racism? COVID-19 racism. Have you heard of that? And is it real in Minnesota? That's the subject of tonight's point of view. Every day, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz holds a press conference around 2 o'clock. It's a daily briefing to really give you the latest news on what's happening with the COVID situation in Minnesota. So yesterday on this call, Governor Walz announced there's going to be no more classroom education, kids going into the classroom for the rest of the year in Minnesota. I, I know that is tough for the students, it's tough for the parents, it's tough for everybody involved. And based on the stay-at-home order and other things that Governor Walls has done, I mean, was anybody really surprised that was going to be the announcement? I don't think it was a big surprise to too many people. So what does Governor Walls do on today's 2 p.m. briefing? He brings on a 10-year-old, a fifth-grade young girl, and a senior in high school. I'm not going to play much of their clips for you, uh, but I want to frame it this way. I had a lot of people text me going, what is going on? I mean, why are we using kids as propaganda to praise the leader of Minnesota? Those are the texts that I was getting from people. I was tweeting out asking people, hey, does anyone else think it's sort of strange or odd to be using young students during a governor's COVID-19 briefing call? Anyways, uh, here's just a bit of what these students had to say. It's hard. We've never had to do this before. My parents have never had to do this before. But we want to stay healthy, safe, and make sure our, our family, friends, and neighbors stay healthy and safe, too. We can do this. Thank you. Thank you, Claire. Next, we'd like to turn it over to Lap Wynn, who is a high school senior in Rochester, Minnesota. Go ahead. Hello, and good afternoon, Minnesota. Additionally, thank you so very much to Governor Walz, administration, and the Minnesota State Legislature for your diligent responses to this ever-evolving crisis. So obviously, we'd love to know your take on that. Again, it's a governor's COVID-19 briefing. You've got a 10-year-old 
and a senior. There's a lot more to that, but I'm not going to play for you because I'm not going to use students for propaganda purposes. Also on the call later, there was a Filipino high school math teacher. She gets on the call and she proceeds to talk about how fearful she is down in the Twin Cities for her and her kids to go outside in, in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis area. Here's the thing. She's not fearful to go outside because of this pandemic, because of COVID-19. She's Filipino, so the reason she says she's scared to go outside is because of what she dubbed as COVID-19 racism against Asian Americans. I'm going to play this clip for you. It's a bit longer than normal, but again, I want to give you as much context as possible to hear from this high school math teacher. Again, this was on the governor. So this has all been scripted out, folks. This isn't happenstance that someone just called in and was like, hey, I want to. This is all scripted out. What I'm going to show you. This is the governor of Minnesota's COVID-19 briefing. Please listen closely what a Minnesota high school math teacher had to say. Here in Minnesota, discrimination and violence is happening. Unfortunately, I know this from personal experience. I was targeted by strangers asking me, what kind of Asian are you, while I was walking my dog. My children want to go outside. They want to see their friends. They want to participate in sports. But like me, they are cautious and afraid of what can happen going outside Asian. I am ever more worried about all the discrimination and violence during this pandemic, not only for them, but for myself, my family, my friends, and my students. Each day I have promised myself I will try to go outside without fear. Know that I am scared, but I cannot should not and will not let these events of hatred towards Asians during this time reign over my life. Please be mindful and interrupt COVID-19 racism when you see it. Please model good behavior, especially for our children. Thank you. So I'm curious if any of you have seen COVID-19 racism in Minnesota. Joining us now, he's been traveling across the heartland talking about COVID-19 to people in our wonderful South Dakota, North Dakota. He writes for the Washington Times. His name is Tim Young, and on Twitter, it's at Tim Young Runs His Mouth. Tim, thanks so much for joining us here tonight. We appreciate it on the 702 Communications line. I, I got to start with that soundbite. You've been traveling around the heartland now. Your take on a high school math teacher saying that people in Minnesota um, are exercising COVID-19 racism. Uh, Chris. I'll take uh, things that didn't happen for 200, Alex. Uh, I, I, I thought that that was a very fantastic reading. It was very clearly practiced, overly practiced. It sounds like propaganda from the left wing. I, I have not heard of or seen anything like that, and I don't think that we've heard of or any, seen anything like that in any news coverage of this at all. Uh, the closest thing to racism we had was when Donald Trump shut down the border to China and Nancy Pelosi went to a fortune cookie factory in San Francisco to virtue signal that she was uh, somehow against closing the border. You know, it's interesting you, you bring President Trump into it because that's how I read it too. I'm listening to it. At first off, I almost fell out of my chair. I was like, what? I mean, in Minnesota, I, and again, if it happened, it's horrible, but I haven't heard anything about it, but it almost sounded more just like, you know, orange man bad. It, it did. And it really sounded, it sounded like if I was, if I had my phone out right now and I went, 
Uh, Chris Berg is a fantastic television host. Please tune in at 7 o'clock. You know, that's what it really sounded like. It sounded like she was reading that for dramatic effect, and she's not a really good actor. So the, on, on the flip side, too, the other thing that stunned me, Tim, and I want to get your take on this, then we'll get to your travels, is the fact that, again, this is a governor of Minnesota. He's got the stay-at-home order. He's talking about the pandemic. I mean, this is a very serious situation. And then he brings in a 10-year-old and a senior in high school. And I'm not, I had a bunch of people text me going, you know, what is this, propaganda? Your response. That's exactly what it is. It's propaganda. It's pre-planned messaging. Uh, he's trying to show how he did a great job, so he's having them read statements. Uh, this, I think, is too far. And again, would, would you expect anything better from that governor? Probably not. All right, let's talk about your travels. I mean, you've got this incredible trip. You've been going around the heartland now. I'm surprised you're talking to people about COVID-19 because nobody's supposed to be out, right? But as you've been going through South Dakota and North Dakota, what I want to know from you is what, what's the, the thing that's really jumped out to you the most in your conversations? Uh, what I think is most interesting to me, so I actually drank at a bar in Hermosa, South Dakota, with uh, the head of tourism for the Black Hills. And what's very interesting is right now, you know, we're all stuck at home, stay-at-home orders, but families can still travel together. And a lot of families are actually going on vacations and driving vacations and seeing how beautiful this country is. That's actually the most shocking thing of everything. On, on top of that, of course, going to places like yesterday, I was in Minot, North Dakota, where there are 21 cases in the entire county that uh, Minot is in, but the businesses are still shut down. And that just doesn't seem like reasonable policy to me at this point. Talk more about that, because there's a big rub right now going on in the state of North Dakota where, you know, we haven't labeled it a stay-at-home order, but there's a lot of, you just mentioned, businesses, salons, things of that nature that cannot conduct business. I typically believe that, hey, business owners are going to do what they can to clean things down, disinfect, and keep it good for their workers. So were you hearing from people like, hey, let's get this economy revved back up? Or were people like, no, 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 I need to sit inside my house and wait till this thing is done? No, listen, everyone in North Dakota, everyone in South Dakota that I spoke to, and I've spoken to many different business owners, I've, t I've spoken to managers of uh, grocery stores, I've spoken to even some politicians, and everyone says it's time to open this thing back up. The case numbers, we, we remember it was supposed to be gloom and doom. The IHME numbers were supposed to be 2 million Americans dead. We're not even going to get anywhere near uh, a tenth of that by the time this is all said and done, especially not in the Dakotas, especially not in the heartland. It's time to open things up, especially in this region where everyone is. And number one, you only have to stay six feet away from people. Keep your hands clean and don't touch your face. That's not hard to do on top of everything else. But everyone is so spread out here that it should be able to open up and people will avoid getting this. What do you think we're going to get out of this, Tim? And here's what I mean specifically. We had Dr. Scott Jensen on, on a Minnesota. He's a Minnesota state senator. He talked about how they were sort of fudging the COVID-19 death numbers on the death certificates. The thing went hyper-viral. I mean, millions and millions of views. There was a story today that Pennsylvania has now reduced the number of COVID-19 deaths by 200. I bring that up by saying, you know, at the end of the day, when we get on the other side of this, what's going to be the greatest takeaway for the American people? Oh, I think it's that we, we overreacted. Look, I, I think the politicians are going to try to say that shutting down saved lives, and I'm sure it did save some lives. But I think the overall takeaway from the American people is that they lost their jobs, they lost their businesses, they lost their American dream because of overestimations from scientists that they may not have needed to listen to. Anything else you want to share with us about your travels? I got to tell you something, uh, the heartland, especially here, West Dakota, all of the people watching now, you live in the most beautiful port, part of the country. I live in D.C. I come from D.C. where everybody lives on top of each other. And sure, we have monuments, but it is nowhere near as beautiful and as great as this part of the country. Tim, one last question. And you and I touched on this briefly earlier. But when you sat down with this woman from South Dakota, there's a conversation now that they may not make an announcement about Sturgis until June 15th. Did Sturgis come out at all in your conversation with her? And if so, what'd she say about it? 
Uh, it did not come up with her, but I have talked to some business owners. I dropped in Sturgis very briefly. Uh, that is the entire economy of Sturgis that they're looking at shutting down. You're going to destroy a city if people don't show up. But I believe uh, that a lot of bikers, I, well, I've, I've gotten a ride in uh, Rolling Thunder in Washington, D.C. every year the past few years. And a lot of bikers are very big patriotic folks. And I think they're turning out to Sturgis whether or not that rally is officially held. Tim, one of the things I love about this show, Point of View, is it's, it's a feedback show. So we've got like a hotline that people can call in and leave messages and texts and emails. And somebody just texted me like, hey, Berg, isn't your show scripted? So, Tim, are you scripted right now? Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> Nobody ever gives me a script. And they better pay me well if they've given me a script. So thanks for the text, clown. But I'm doing this all off the cuff. Uh, Tim, we love having you. I'm really happy that you're in North Dakota. We'd love to have you back as you get back out there in the D.C. swamp. We can help you drain it, okay, my friend? Thanks so much, man. All right, take care. We appreciate it. Again, follow him. It's Tim Runs His Mouth, at Tim Runs His Mouth on Twitter. He's got a big following there uh, and does a lot of great stuff. So thank you for his time. Also, I want to remind you, please, if you've got a point of view you want to share with us, it's very easy to do now because we've got this great tool on our uh, website, povnow.tv. Again, povnow.tv. You can upload videos, you can upload pictures, and we can use those in the show. So if you wanted to right now cut a video and go, hey, Berg, you know, this COVID-19 racism thing is real, or, you know, put a video together, send it to us, and we will use it on the show. All right, we'd love to know your point of view. You can easily share that with us. You can email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. we got much more coming up right after this.